0: Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, ninety nine three KLIN. All
1: right, folks, you're in for a treat here uh, June 16th, Thursday. Um, I will probably circle back to the pre-show conversation about the expansion of the universe and everything known because it's fascinating. I was actually drawing diagrams here that would confuse everybody. <clears throat> But not our guys from Branch Stoke Observatory. We had a good talk. Uh, welcome back, gentlemen.
2: Oh, thank you, Jack. Thank you. Thanks so much for having us again.
1: Uh, you bet. A long time. Uh, actually, I think you guys are one of the most reoccurring guests we have. One, because, and I have to say it every time now, Johnny, it really gets mad at me. You know, by the way, I'm the host, Jack Riggins, and Johnny Cadillac <laughs> is running the show. But every time we talk about the stars, I have to say we're going to talk Australia. We're going to talk astrology and then finally i come around to astronomy
3: right um yeah no i came in today expecting to hear about kangaroos and the great barrier reef and then you're like well there's there are stars in australia so yeah that's right i mean
1: everybody around the globe is able to see the stars if they look up um and so anyway uh missed you guys the last time you were in and you have another event coming up uh this saturday the 18th is that correct
2: yeah we do Uh, this is the cars and stars event and so you you come for the cars you stay for the stars we are inviting everyone to come on out if they just uh, enjoy cars of 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 any variety, uh, they can come on out and enjoy the uh, the different uh, different vehicles that are brought out. As a matter of fact, if you have a vehicle, you don't even have to sign up at this point. Just if you have a vehicle that, that it, it, it's an oldie, it's a goldie, it's a modern vehicle, uh, just something that you're proud of and something that you want to show off to other people, come on out. We'll, we'll set up a spot for you.
1: There you go. Cars and stars. I like it. Let me ask you guys, how have attendance been um, over the spring?
4: Uh, pretty good. I think we, we've been right around a thousand, 1, twelve hundred people so far. So it, wow. it, it hasn't been too bad. And of course, coming into the, the, the meat of, meat of the season and, uh, something that's, a brand new, uh, commander for us this summer is that we are now open every weekend, every Saturday, every Sunday. We do have, uh, hours during that time, uh, uh, five, essentially five to midnight-ish on our Saturdays and then from 10 to, Four or five o'clock uh, on Sundays, and we call them our solar sun days. We look at the sun. Absolutely. Um, you know, since I have last seen you
1: guys, uh really enjoyed the eclipse. Oh, yeah. Um, was yeah. out on my back incredible. porch, and it was incredible, even to the naked eye, and I was making everybody in the family come out. And, uh, you know, explain that just briefly, and we'll get back to the event, <coughs> too. Um, you know. All of us. I oh, mean, because people the, get yeah, people get confused on the
2: eclipses,
1: the and, lunar eclipse. and what's passing in front of what, and and this. But it was a
2: phenomenal sight so with a solar eclipse that's of course what people really love to Mm -hmm. see and those are those are the ones where you need to be in a very specific location on the earth to be able to see it you need to be within that path of totality the moon is in a new phase it's a new moon it's coming up at the same time that the sun is and it is in alignment so well that it literally covers up the disk of the sun now the one that we just had was a lunar eclipse and with a lunar eclipse The moon is on the opposite side, so it's going, and it must be, it must be a full moon, and it falls within the shadow of the earth. And there's two different types of shadows. I think we actually mentioned that last time. You've got the penumbra and you've got the umbra, the lighter shadow and the darker shadow of the earth. And as the moon falls within that lighter shadow, From the earth it it darkens just a little bit but the truth of the matter is most people don't even notice that it's not until it enters the umbra that it starts to look like a bite is being taken out of like a cookie bite bigger and bigger and bigger and it starts to disappear now you would assume that once it's fully within that darker shadow of the earth within that umbra that it would then just completely disappear but something really amazing happens. The moment it falls completely within the umbra, because of the light from the sun being filtered through and around the Earth because of Earth's atmosphere, the moon is reilluminated in this uh, long wavelength light, red light. Yeah, what some people like to say, it 's uh, being illuminated by all the sunsets of the Earth simultaneously, and it takes on that reddish orange. Color and uh, that's of course where it gets its name, the blood moon. During. And it
1: was spectacular. It, I it mean, was you, you, beautiful. Right here in Lincoln, folks. I mean, you, you know, again, you got to see everything from the you know the chomps being shaked, taken out to the moon being red to then just kind of the I call it the orb of the moon. It was incredible.
2: Unlike the solar eclipse, where you need to be in that specific location to be able to see it, if the moon is above the horizon for you, where you are on Earth, you will see. That lunar eclipse. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a little more accessible. In this case, it was at a perfect time. <laughs> right when the sun went down, you turned around, you looked in mm-hmm. the, uh, you looked in the opposite direction, you looked in the east, and there was the uh, moon coming up. It was already technically within the penumbra, just was entering it? the penumbra. And then, uh, we got to see that, uh, complete eclipse well past midnight. Yeah. It was absolutely. A beautiful, beautiful. And that's event. what's
4: different about the solar eclipse is that the lunar eclipse has a longer viewing time
2: much longer as opposed to three four or five minutes depending on where you are within the path of totality here you have hours to enjoy yeah, the lunar eclipse
1: well cars and stars this weekend um folks uh we move on the earth um the the stars they are moving as well we were talking about that before but the the relative nature is uh we don't quite see it but what kind of constellations and what kind of stars right now for Stars and Cars are going to be out there and part of the big viewing?
2: So once it gets dark, uh Cars and Stars is going to start around 5 o'clock. We'll have a number of great things going to about 8. Then there's kind of this brief time where we're just... Waiting with bated breath for it mm-hmm. to get darker, and of course uh, we are near the longest day of the year here, so it doesn't get dark till pretty pretty late. Uh, but around nine thirty uh, to nine forty-five, we'll start to be able to see some of the brighter stars. Vega, for example, is one of the brightest stars in the sky that you can see right now. Beautiful, beautiful blue star, and it's getting higher and higher in the east. And around two in the morning, it's straight above our head at our at our zenith. And with that beautiful bright blue star is also rising the constellation of Lyra the Harp. It's within three stars that make up a modern pattern called an asterism, which is the summer triangle, which is marking the middle of summer when it's high above our head. And within that, we have some beautiful, beautiful objects, including the Dumbbell Nebula, M27. Uh, we have the Ring Nebula, uh, which is uh, one of our favorites. Kind of looks like a, uh, a, a ghostly smoke ring in space. These are just great things that you'll be able to see. One of our favorites ob- uh, objects will be coming up. We have, within the constellation of Hercules, very popular hero in Greek mythology. Constellation <laughs> not the brightest in the sky, but within it is one of the best objects. Uh, the Hercules star cluster, M13, and we'll be looking at that uh during Cars and Stars. Wow. A number of other great objects, but those are just a few of the better objects that we'll be seeing.
1: Now, I, I'm not trying to demean the audience or even myself, because I'll probably get it wrong. When I hear the word nebula, I think of groups of stars that, uh, that at least when I look at them, are, are cloudy in nature. But what exactly is a, a nebula?
2: Is that a, what they are? Well, uh, a nebula, generally speaking, is one of two things. It's the birthplace of stars, or it's the deathplace of stars. Okay. The Great Orion Nebula, for example, which we won't be able to see uh it's actually up right now during the day it's mm-hmm. a it's a winter constellation so you're going to see it in the night sky during during the winter uh that is a protostellar nebula where stars are forming where okay. they're being born Stars then live their life. You have, uh, and it depends on, of course, their size, their Mm -hmm. mass, and they'll, they'll have different lifespans. If you have a very, very large star, it will go supernova and then throw its remnants, its outer layers into space into a supernova remnant. That is a type of nebula. The Ring Nebula, for example, is from a star that is kind of like our own sun in terms of size. And instead of going out in a bang, it goes out in kind of a whimper. And my analogy is it's a, like a, a student coming home after school and just taking off their coat and letting it fall on the floor. The outer layers of the star just slough off into space. So as opposed to this violent explosion, they just silently, slowly slough off. And in some cases, they can create some unique shapes.
1: And that's probably uh, from Hubble, which we one day will get even from Webb, is some of the Well, some of us would go, oh, look at those kind of clouds up there. But in fact... Those are those are pieces and parts of nebulas through different light
2: mechanisms that we're seeing. And so that's what's so great about the James Webb Space Telescope is that it is an infrared telescope. Infrared is another way of saying it is, is heat energy. Mm-hmm. Stars are glowing in IR. And when you look at a nebula of dust and gas, let's say a protostellar nebula, you will see the brighter stars, generally they're the ones the ultraviolet radiation from those stars, is actually what's causing the nebula itself to glow. But in visible light, you'll see maybe dozens, maybe hundreds of of young stars. But when you put the James Webb Space Telescope looking at it, it's almost like X-ray vision. I hate using that because there are X-ray telescopes too. But it's almost like X-ray vision in that because of the heat energy, you can see through that cloud and you can see now thousands and thousands of stars within that nebula that you wouldn't have seen Visually. Well,
1: it's a good analogy because most of us go back to Superman and we think X-ray vision means you can see through something. And so it's a good analogy, although other people know that X-ray is a form of
2: electromagnetic electromagnetic radiation,
1: radiation, which is another thing we measure and can measure and use it in science all the time. But no, it's a great analogy.
2: So stars and cars uh, website. Nobody needs to sign up. Just. Come at, this, on out. at this point, just, uh, just come on out whether, whether you want to bring a car. If you do want to bring a vehicle and, and, uh, and show it off to everyone, why don't you come a little bit early? Come before five o'clock. Some people like to, uh, clean up the car and, you and, uh, and get it, get it prepped. You're welcome to come on out as early as three o'clock. We'll find a good location for you around our property. If you're just coming out on out, out for the event. Uh, come on out uh, 5, 6, seven o'clock. Not only enjoy the cars themselves but we'll have raffle tickets available yep. for some really good prizes. Good deal. Incredible. Some excellent prizes. And then uh, we'll also have some wonderful food from uh, Genoa Food Co. will be out there. He'll be uh, grilling up some hamburgers nice. and some sausages and it's it's just going to be a great event.
1: Great yep. family night out at uh, Branch Observatory on Saturday. Cars and Stars. I like it. Uh, Matt, I know uh, Chris Christian Evangelistic Fellowship, Evangelism Fellowship, uh, has another Leader's Lead coming up.
4: Yeah, thanks, Jack. Uh, So this coming Tuesday on the 21st, uh, we have our Leader's Lead Luncheon. And uh, Dr. Shane Davidson, uh, who owns Novo Chiropractic, will be our guest speaker. And as we talked about it before, he's one of 22 different leaders within our community that will be sharing uh, some leadership skills. And, of course, we'll be talking about his personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And uh, so we're very excited about that, our, our organization. This has been a, a wonderful thing for us to uh, uh, to highlight, if you will, people within the community uh, about one sharing about their faith, but also just like I say, uh, different leadership styles uh, that people uh, can come and listen to. And uh, out of 22 different speakers, you're bound to resonate with somebody.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
4: So uh so they can uh, get to our uh, website uh, cefnebraska.org uh, RSVP uh we do serve a complimentary uh box lunch dinner uh from Firehouse Subs and our sponsor is all aluminum window company here in town and they cover all the cost of that. So uh we are limited to 50 people so go to uh, cefnebraska.org and uh, RSVP today.
1: All right. Get signed up, folks. It's never, uh, especially in leadership, it's it's an ever-growing, ever-learning field. I always like to say the more you lead, the less you know, and so you just got to keep growing. Okay, I have not done it to you guys yet, but uh, now Branch oak observatory, men of science, men of telescopes. We do have to talk about the last disclosure from the U.S. government about <laughs> an identified aerial phenomenon. Uh, pretty interesting stuff. I mean, I have to assume that you're at least following it from a hobby standpoint or just, hmm, interesting. What did you think of, I'm going to go with my ba- my branch, the United States Navy, and some of the things that have recently been disclosed publicly in, in Congress and stuff. And what do you think of that stuff?
2: Well, I think the what I'll always say is that a unidentified flying object does not mean N- just automatically mean that it's uh, no it means exactly stage. what
1: it says it it it's unidentified it by us human beings like nobody knows what it is i agree and with there you are 100%. there are a
2: number of uh natural phenomenon a number of uh video artifacts i mean there's just so many things that it can be and there and and it's important to understand what these are mm-hmm. uh just just so we can uh, uh kind of uh, catalog that into our uh into our knowledge base for for future uh future missions or 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 yeah. what have you. Uh but yeah, I've seen uh Matt and I have talked about this uh this very thing. Uh we've been out at Branch Stoke Observatory. We see some strange things and what we do is we keep on watching this mm-hmm. thing. We don't turn around and uh ninety nine point nine percent of the time we're able to say you know, which satellite it is, right, or, right. or, a, or a, a flock of birds that are illuminated in yeah. just the right way. Uh, but regardless, all these are really fascinating. And I think it's a great idea to, to look deeper into it.
1: I agree. I think it's fascinating. Um, this recent stuff has been compelling as to the different modalities of which, you know, they had visual, they had some radar. But to your point, uh, and again, you have spent many more times staring at the stars than I have. But I've been in some situations where you're you're looking at it a long time. And if you stare at the sky long enough and you're active and engaged, you will see all kinds of things that at, at first glance or even for a while you can't explain. But it, I think it's fascinating to know uh, both for science, both for military and just human curiosity.
2: Exactly. exactly.
1: You know, Um I I kind of wish, because we used to do a lot of training down in San Clemente Island, and, and there's, uh, you know, where this one on the West Coast took place was so south of that. Um, and I'm sure we've trained with those karaoke battle groups. Um, I don't have anything to add to the story other than, darn, I wish that I would have had something like that so, so I could at least trust my eyes at first and then go and investigate, because I think it's fantastic. All right, folks, cars and stars at Branch Choke Observatory this weekend. Starts roughly at 5, but you can come as early as 3.
2: If you are bringing out a vehicle. If you're bringing if, out if a if vehicle. You're ju- if you're just coming on out for the fun and festivities, the uh, the food, the raffle prizes. We even have an inflatable bouncy house. You can come on out between 5
0: and 8.
1: All right. 5 and 8 out there, and the sun goes down probably around 930. 1,499.3 KLIN.
0: You're getting the 411 from DTL. With Commander Jack Riggins on 1400 and 993 KLIN.
1: All right, good first segment here on uh, June 16th. I am Jack Riggins, the host. I'm still here. Johnny Cadillac's on the board and answering calls. Uh, Oak Observatory. Matt and Michael were here. A good convo. They got stars and cars. One of the things also we didn't get to is uh, with the cars, folks, we're going to have a people choice um, awards out there, um, people saying, "Hey, I like this car. I like that car." Uh, first place will go to 250 bucks. Second place will be 100 bucks and 50 bucks. So take your car out there and join into the People Choice Awards. And they always have a raffle. Uh, this week's raffle: uh, there's binoculars, really good set, uh, telescope, a drone, and many other things. So just great event out there. Always like to have them on. And don't forget. Uh, Uh, Child Evangelism Fellowship, uh, bringing a leader's lead next Tuesday. Uh, Also this weekend, don't forget about the Lincoln Arts Festival on June 18th and 19th, where more than 90 creatives from all over the United States will come together on Canopy Street in the rail yard for the weekend of arts, culture, community, and fun for the whole family. Uh, This is a complete can't-miss-it event, plus it is free. KLN is a proud sponsor of the twenty first Lincoln Arts Festival. Uh, you can find out more information about the festival by visiting LnKArtsfest.com. And would you know Keys to the City today? The business is the Lincoln Arts Festival. The keyword is festival. It's KLN Keys to the City brought to you by Lincoln Mattress and Furniture. Oh, on the second segment, I don't know, we Ooh! Uh-oh. Howdy's on the line. So that means second segment will open with Howdy. Uh we might as well open up the call lines, Rick Stein Recognition Hotline 402 479 1400 and the text line. We'll be open the rest of the show, and we'll see what howdy you hasn't called in a while has to say, and we'll just we'll just take it from there. We'll free flow, folks. fourteen hundred 3 KLIN.
0: Pulling up to Mickey D's
2: just for drinks. Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block because there are drinks then there are drinks from
0: mcdonald's
3: mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. 49 perfect with our classic fries price and participation may vary cannot be combined with any other
0: offer Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket Five-time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right,
1: we're back. Second segment Thursday here, Uh, Johnny and I in the studio. Before we get to Howdy, let's just uh, wrap up. I know we just talked about it in the break, but uh, Ali McCracken was on from the Lincoln's Arts Council, and I want to make sure that... uh, she did a great job educating us about the festival this weekend, and I, I want to say again, the uh, Lincoln Arts Festival, June 18th and 19th, uh, 90 creatives, all kinds of creative things, not just art, but performances, music. I mean, anything that has to do with probably art, culture, humanities uh, will be down there at Canopy Street in the Rail Yard. Um, so go check it out. KLIN sponsoring, and uh should be a great community event if you have Questions or thoughts, uh, go to LNKArtsFest.com and check it out. Um, And then Branch Oak Observatory was just in. They've got uh, Stars and Cars. Bring your cars out. It's rolling five through eight. The sun will go down probably around nine thirty, so the stars will be out. If you have a nice car, want to showcase your car, go out at three. There is a People Choice Awards, meaning which car they like, and uh, first, second, and third place. There, Johnny, you look like you're leaning in. No, on the
3: yep, mic. I was gonna say, and again, that's this Saturday. You didn't say the date, then you just said oh, times. Geez. So, where would you be without your producer?
1: I, I, I wouldn't be anywhere. <laughs> I'd be lost in space. Uh, all right. Let's find out what Howdy wants. Howdy, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln.
3: Howdy, Howdy. I've been out now and about for the last two months taking care of my brother, but the old pancreas got him finally. Unfortunately.
1: Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, yeah. and I'm I'm glad you're able to at least be there and take care of him. We always like yeah. when you call in.
3: If you guys, anybody gets gallbladder problems, make sure you take care of it because it blocked his pancreas and then it got him. Hmm. Well, uh, besides Biden being an idiot, I'd like to tell you the real reason that the uh, there's a tampon shortage out there right now. Okay,
1: is it is it fit for is it fit for the air and FCC guidelines?
3: Howdy, always is.
1: Okay, okay, Johnny, have the delay button ready to go.
3: Johnny, great name, love it. <laughs> all right, Howdy, give it to uh, us. It's because of all the transgenders are now using them, and the stupid public schools taking a whole bunch of stock and putting them in boys' rooms. This makes a whole hell of a lot of sense.
1: You don't know that for? Is that it's true? Do you know <laughs> of a of school, a public school in the area that is doing that?
3: i uh, not here, but I'm sure in uh, any of the blue states they are
1: oh howdy howdy why you know I'm trying to deflame this um because I do as you if you've been listening, there is work to be done in this city in this county um this is a very divisive issue um jokes i understand um and, I, and I'll tell you this it's something that um you know I, well, we're going uh, to get around he, to figuring it out in this city
3: that a man doesn't use a tampon. Well, serious.
1: <laughs> no, I understand that, and you're being facetious, and I think that a good majority of some of the audience would giggle at it, and, and I get your point, and I appreciate you being confident enough to make it, but at the same time, I'm trying to say that it, it it's an issue with regard to LGBTQIA that From the human side, we have to figure out the right balance with regard to the fairness ordinance that got rescinded. And and I don't know the answers yet. I just know that future generations and we as a community, probably within the next year, you know, we need to get stakeholders together. I'm going to keep saying it uh, to figure it out. And, you know, that that is going to uh, be the way. And I'd rather be part of that solution than have things jammed down our throats.
3: Yes, I agree, and I respect everybody. I just want respect back for my faith as well.
1: No, and I mean, I think you bring up a good point, and I've kind of – I don't know if you were able to listen yesterday, but I kind of alluded to some of the mayor's comments on LNK Today yesterday morning where the tone of her voice and the tone and – uh messaging from democrats in the city with regard to that issue is very politicized even though they're saying yeah. oh the other side's politicizing it and they're talking right. about humanity of everyone While well, in fact that was my point well you're stepping on others toes playing you know righteous for lgbtq rights when in fact many if not all conservatives understand LGBTQ rights and the humanity of it, but we've got to have a balance in uh, ordinances and laws that make sense for the whole population. And so I understand very- what you're saying. I think a lot of people uh, in the city, and the County felt like the way it was written and some of the rhetoric behind it from the left including what the mayor had said after it, that there was no compromise, that now they're trampling on, you know, your rights.
3: Of course. So the only compromise for a Democrat is if you totally agree with them.
1: <laughs> well, let, let's hope that in the future we can get back to more uh, collective negotiations across the aisle for the greater good of America.
3: It's, yes, I, I have I have LGBTQ friends and, uh, Quite a few of them are getting really turned off by the radicals trying to push this crap in our schools. And even they agree it's not right.
1: Well, and I think that's what we've kind of seen over this last year. I mean, I think the Biden administration, you know, maybe went a little too far in trying to appease them. I, I think our local mayor has tried um, as well. But but in her own way, I mean, cares. And I don't mind that. But you you still have to legislate and get it done and lead. And nobody has a cornerstone on, you know, taking care of LGBTQ or minority populations. And the Democrats tend to constantly do that. And that just alienates good conservatives. that are willing to work with you to try to solve these problems, which I've clearly stated I'm more than willing. Yeah, I have my brash opinions, but in the end of the day, I understand humanity and the greater good for all people. And uh, yeah, we just have to be careful with that. Things have gotten divisive. I don't think America's as far left and far right as major media makes nope. it out the sound, the poor people that are getting drowned out are all of us that are in the middle.
3: Yeah, and it's it's uh, the window yeah theory. Uh there's no such thing as the super far right. Everything's moved so far to the left that to be moderate he used to be a Democrat.
1: <laughs> well no doubt about it. hey howdy appreciate the call. Sorry to hear about uh your brother and Oh thank you. And uh call in anytime. Yep. All right, take care. Howdy, uh, long-time listener, long-time caller. Dealt with a personal situation there and uh, makes a lot of sense. I appreciate him sharing it uh, with Johnny and I here in the studio and you. Um, you know, howdy is, he's opinionated. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, he sometimes is a little out there on some of his thoughts. Um, but I think, at least why I've had him on the show, I mean, he comes around and he's someone that you can talk to and work with and and figure things out and I appreciate his input on the show um I would disagree with him on there is no far right um it's been my experience that no matter in any society uh you know it doesn't matter if it's in America or down in Mexico. South America, Central America, Middle East. There's always fringe groups. Now they might not be big enough for anybody really to notice, um, but you know, I would have to say something. You know, while I don't personally believe, like, I haven't seen neo-Nazi movements that are like far-right political, but that is one that's usually kind of put in that category. I think it's more nuanced than that, but I, I would say that you know there. There's no need for that uh, type of movement here in America, you know, neo-Nazi and and, and essentially pushing racism. Um, do I think that that is far right? No, I think that's a mischaracterization, but I'm sure there's elements of that, you know, in the terms that are out there. And so there's certainly a far right out there, just like there's a far left that just I think it seems like of late um, far left politicians um kind of post-Trump have had a big voice. And we're hearing a lot of that. I mean, kind of go through the list. And and at times I think our mayor has has made far left decisions. Um, And it's maybe not even accurate um, because it it's hard for me to think there's far left extreme operatives in Lincoln, Nebraska. I think what's more plausible is that she very much follows the national democratic agenda and from her viewpoint she's helping the city i think she's alienating a lot of people in the city by those decisions but i, I think that's what she is doing opposed to being a far-left operative and in this case currently the national democratic agenda over the last couple of years has really placated to woke blm you know uh... extreme lgbtq uh, asks and you know you go on down the road i think we have a good chance folks to work together across the aisle with independence and all people um to figure out the lgbtq um situation here in our city and and i hope i hope too at the same time i i think we also need to be careful with um you know how we're how we're viewing immigration and what we're planning on doing with immigration in this city and, you know, that is a harder one to get your head around with regard to the welcoming and belonging plan, or we, it's sometimes referred to as one Lincoln. Uh, but we'll be digging into it. And we've already begun talking to, to experts about it. Um, and I just think that, again, you've got to govern, you've got to lead for the area you're in, the people you have. That's the greatest strength of America is diversity. And sometimes diversity also includes people that, Maybe do things that seem a little old-fashioned or um, not, you know, not in the cool sector uh, like the coasts. I mean, Nebraska generally changes slowly, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's part of the diversity of America. Is the Midwest and the family values that a vast majority of Nebraskans and Lincolnites uh, prescribe to, and and it's why sometimes when there's national left policies or agendas that get put into our city council, uh, we push back. Kate today, which will be tomorrow with Jack and Friends, uh, they've got request line Friday, morning drive, more music and even more music. I'll tell you what, the music fills the text line. I'll tell you what, there's nothing more than when they open up uh, the text line. Johnny, you're leaning in again. Yeah. Man, I'll tell you what, we're going to have to get you your own show <laughs> one of these days.
3: I wouldn't be opposed. No, just on that note, uh, tomorrow for reclassifying friday it's songs that remind you of dad so they have a specific theme this week songs that remind you of dad
1: <laughs> songs that remind you of dad oh boy now i have to comment uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's see no, i had a great dad i had two well i had one bad dad i had a dad that was killed when i was young so i didn't really know him but he was a good dad and then dad raised me was good uh but nonetheless i would have to i, I don't know i'm thinking like Hell's Bells, Thunderstruck, uh, boy, I don't know, Ride right? the Lightning, I mean, you know, I, Dads, that'd be an interesting yeah, one to yeah. see what people uh, associate song-wise with their father. I would also go with um, I think it's unlikely just because of the distances. That's the commander's take. 1,499.3
0: KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1400 and 99.3 KLIN. All
1: right, I appreciate you listening. I hope you enjoyed the show today Uh, here Thursday, June 16th. A lot of fun events going on in uh, Lincoln this weekend. I'm sure we'll talk about them tomorrow, but uh, Branch Oak Observatory's got their cars and stars. We talked about that uh, Saturday night. Uh, The Lincoln Arts Festival will be going on all weekend down in the rail yard on Canopy Street, so A lot of fun community activities to go to. You know I love talking Australia, astrology, astronomy, um, and we talked a little bit about the likelihood of whether or not life's out there. Um, You may remember on this show, we broke the story uh, with Executive Travel and Steve Glenn and Brian Wallingford talking about Operation Safe Harbor Ukraine, um, where... The efforts of a local group from Executive Travel went out to help secure uh, hotel rooms, food, medicine for uh, displaced Ukrainians in Warsaw, Poland. Um, they have been doing that for a few months. As a matter of fact, uh, seven members of Union Bank and Trust also traveled out there to help with volunteer efforts. So it's been a great effort um, from local people right here in Lincoln and eastern Nebraska to go out there and, and do what they can for displaced persons in Warsaw, Poland. Anyway, uh, Steve and Brian will be in tomorrow in the first segment. We'll get an update from them on Operation Safe Harbor Ukraine. Um, Excited to hear how that's going. I mean, people, it's interesting responses to kind of world crisis and i think it is very humbling to meet steve and hear his story so i think you'll enjoy that uh, tomorrow and then we'll probably end with a little bit of frogman friday maybe open the call lines for the second half of the show and go a little bit crazy before this hot weekend all right that's what we got for you today johnny and i here on 1400 99.3 drive time Lincoln.